Hello everyone and welcome to this Emerald Roots bonus special. We're at the end of Pride now and so we've decided to give you a little bit of an extra sparkle to your day with Diamonds of the Diaspora with Bridget. The Diamonds of the Diaspora Pride special. Yay! Do you want to tell us a little bit about what they can expect? Or Well, this uh, diamond this time around is a Thai pop singer who is wildly popular in his home country and has 445,000 Instagram followers, as well as being a model and actor, Fuwarin Keenan. His father, Mr. Keenan, is of course Irish, and his mother, Sri Lestari, is an Indonesian Muslim from the island of Sumatra. Fuwarin is also one of the most famous trans men in modern Thailand. And we will be exploring his journey next. Amazing, can't wait. Thank you so much, Bridget, for your time. And I know you've been busy working hard getting Irish Lives Remembered Spring Edition out for us, which is available now and has been an absolutely fantastic read. So if anyone has missed it, Shame on you. Go out, read it now. It's fascinating. The spring issue where we looked at Bruce Springsteen's Irish roots and also the Irish across the Pacific, the Caribbean and Antarctica and uh, many other related stories. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Favourite article, Bridget, go. My favourite article? Oh, I don't know. We've got shipwrecks. We've got uh, Argentine wives of anti-treaty rebels. We've got... uh, the entire history of the Irish in Fiji, Tahiti, uh, Hawaii. I did not even know about Joseph Campbell, his adventures in Hawaii, where he became a millionaire and married local royalty. Wow. Yes, a firm Hawaiian royalist in the 19th century. Nice. An absolutely jam-packed issue. An absolutely jam-packed issue. And then on the 7th of July, we'll be publishing a bonus article to commemorate 30 years since the decriminalisation of homosexuality in Ireland with an interview with Christopher Fitzsimon, biographer of Hilton Edwards and Michal McLeamore, the most famous gay couple of the middle of the 20th century and their lifelong love affair. Thank you so much, Bridget. Can't wait to read it. Hello and welcome to Diamonds of the Diaspora. Our spotlight on Ireland's exotic global descendants. I'm Bridget McCone, editor of Irish Lives Remembered, the official online magazine of the Irish Family History Centre. Today's featured diamond for our Pride Month special, Fuwarin Keenan. Many listeners are familiar with Thailand's ladyboy culture, at least by reputation. Called Kathoi in Thailand, they are one of the most visible and celebrated transgender communities in the world. Disapproved by some local Buddhists, especially in rural areas, but not persecuted in Buddhism as in some other religions. In English, we use the term ladyboy because the Thai culture of trans visibility is actually older than our own. When Western tourists first encountered hyper-feminine Kathui in cabarets and clubs of Bangkok, They did not have vocabulary, such as trans woman, to adequately describe what they were witnessing, so resorted to the term ladyboy, and the label has stuck. Thai ladyboys have now risen to prominent roles in society, such as Tanwarin Sukapisit, 
a filmmaker who was elected to the Thai House of Representatives in 2019 and became the first ever openly transgender member of parliament in that country. Tanwarin was banned from parliament on a technicality as a stockholder in a media company, being a filmmaker, but her party, the Move Forward Party, has just won a massive surprise victory in the 2023 elections with a strong platform on LGBT rights, as well as free speech, democracy and reducing the role of Thailand's military in the country's politics. While democracy in Thailand is fragile, with a long history of military coups, if Move Forward is allowed to govern on its mandate from the people, it should be very good news for Thailand's LGBT citizens, finally giving the country laws that keep pace with the reality of their lives. While ladyboys grab the headlines, it is less well-known internationally that Thailand also has a vibrant subculture of tomboys, a label that covers trans men as well as tomboys who identify as women but prefer masculine dress and roles, often dating women without identifying with the label lesbian. There are a few IT tomboys, celebrity idols who have raised the profile of the subculture in Thai society. One of them is Fuarin Keenan, a half-Irish, half-Indonesian actor, pop star and model who has taken Thailand by storm, with a commanding Instagram following of 455,000. How did this diamond of the diaspora come to be? I have never heard of... Well, any kind of Thai pop stars. So I suppose I'm very out of my depth here. Is he still, you know, kind of producing music or? Well, on the lists that I was able to find, the last album was 2013's Believe. Mm -hmm. And he is listed as an actor, but I'm still trying to track down what roles he may have acted in. Probably on Thai television, for example, it may not be available with English subtitles. I have found some documentary clips online and I will also be able to show you Simple But Lonely, the ballad that started it all and (laughs) launched him into superstardom. Amazing, can't wait. Mm -hmm. What was that again? Ngai Ngai Dai Ngao. Wow, fair play, fair play. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose my question is, obviously growing up with the concept of ladyboys as being something very specific to Thailand and obviously tomboys as well, do you think they're a very specific Thai, almost like performative institution? Or are they trans people and they've Mm. just been like kind of profiled this way historically? I mean, the way I would put it is it's quite appropriate that the rainbow is a symbol of the LGBT community because a rainbow is a spectrum, in fact. So what you see in the sky is a full spectrum of all Mm. the different shades going down from one color into the next. Yeah. And so... For example, here's an interesting piece of Irish trivia for you. The Irish uh, used to divide the colour spectrum differently. Mm -hmm. So the word that we now use for green in Irish, glass, originally meant light green, light grey or light blue. That makes so much sense if you live in Ireland and you see the weather and you see like... The landscape, (laughs) exactly, yeah. (laughs) So they kind of looked out and saw the sky, they saw the distant fields disappearing into the haze of greyness and blueness and then greener, closer. The people's eyes tended to be grey, blue or green. So to them, it was meaningful that there was this single colour 
glass. Mm. Yeah. But it, then when you try to translate into English, mm. you can't directly translate that concept. It's so almost, you're actually training yourself to see colors differently depending what language you speak. Yeah, I suppose it's almost mm. like a hue, like in, exactly, in, in yes. an English language understanding of it. But this is something we face when we talk about ladyboys and tomboys as well, which yeah. is that there is a certain spectrum that we would divide differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose in my limited, mm-hmm. you know, kind of understanding of it, I would have always understood ladyboys within the parameters of how they've been expressed, you know, mm-hmm. up till now as as almost like drag queens. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously separate to a trans experience. But actually the ladyboys would, many of them or most of them be living as women. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, but the so. performative side, I think the performative, more <coughs> drag queen-like side of it mm. is part of how the community advocates for itself. Okay, and how it became accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. As and a... there's even a subculture with its own slang, its own gestures that mm-hmm. kind of grows around ladyboy because it has existed for long enough that now it has a very distinct subculture, yes. Fuarin's mother, Sri Lestari Keenan, is a Muslim from Medan, North Sumatra in Indonesia, a conservative part of the country. But she has spoken out vocally in support of her son. Fuarin's father is reported as Irish and poses proudly with his trans son on Facebook pics but his name has not been released in any of the articles I was able to find. Fuarin makes it clear that his family are wholeheartedly supportive of him and accept him now as their son, tagging Facebook photos of the clan with unconditional love and like father, like son. While not all tomboys identify as men, some simply preferring masculine style and roles, Fuarin now identifies wholly as a man, flaunting his muscles and tattoos post-top surgery in boxing and music videos. The surname Keenan comes from the Gaelic Kianon or O'Kianon, a clan who were traditional historians to the Maguire chiefs, found mainly around Ulster and particularly in County Fermanagh and Monaghan. In the 14th century, an Adavokianon is recorded as a genealogist, historian, and canon of Liskul in Fermanagh, author of the Book of Adavokianon, the earliest collection of post-Norman Gaelic genealogy, and a fully illustrated one at that. So it's fair to say that the Keenans were a medieval clan of family historians, not unlike the crew at the Irish Family History Centre. The question is, how did a Keenan end up in faraway Thailand, marry a Muslim woman from a conservative region of Indonesia, and produce Thailand's top trans-masculine pop idol from their union? What made you choose him? What made me choose Fuarin? Well, in fact, I was writing again the article for the Irish in the Far East. There were so many interesting characters I turned up while I was searching that. And I found out about the pop singer Fuarin Keenan. And at the time, I didn't actually know that Fuarin was trans. Mm-hmm. Like, Fuarin was just listed as the top Irish Thai pop singer. 
And so you'll see in that article in The Irish in the Far East, I don't mention that Fuaran Keenan is transgender because I yeah. was completely unaware. Well, that's it, because I remember that article. No, I had to yeah. read into it. So I thought maybe there's an interesting story behind yeah. the fact that there's an Irish pop singer in Thailand, which is as much as I knew, you know, a half Irish pop singer in Thailand. So I looked into Fuaran Keenan and that is when I found out that uh, Fuaran is one of the top tomboy influencers and how popular and mainstream that his success has been. And I saw clips and things and I thought, well, this has to be a diamond of the diaspora. Absolutely. And I like <laughs> said, I love that he was a He's just Thai dude. Irish celebrity, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the trans thing was... Yeah, it is. It's something that you find you can find out about Fuaran Keenan as a pop singer, a pop idol, a celebrity, yeah. a sex symbol and Thai Irish. You can find all of this out and then somewhere at the bottom there'll be a little line in his profile saying, oh yeah, Andy's transgender. See, I really love that. I just feel like that is the acceptance that you want across the board. That it's just, I mean, obviously it's an incredible, powerful thing mm-hmm. and it's obviously a huge part of his identity and it's great that he's promoting it and supporting people as well. But the fact that he's not just bracketed into this one queer mm-hmm. space that he's mm-hmm. mainstream and spreading that message across to everyone and everyone can enjoy him for the Thai Irish singer that he is. Indeed. Fuarin <laughs> <laughs> was born on 27th of October 1988 in Phuket, Thailand. His parents' third child after older sisters Lisa and Kathy in what appears to be a very tight and loving family. He studied humanities and journalism at Ramhamhaing University before beginning a modelling career which saw him regularly pose in tomboy lifestyle magazine Tom Act and become brand ambassador for the clothing company Second Brand. But it was as a pop idol that Fuarin, stage name Z, really rose to stardom with the release of the 2011 album Love Ziri's Party Concert and its lead single, Ngai Ngai Dai Ngao, Simple But Lonely, a romantic ballad that sees Z on full sultry brooding mode. Then, on May 28, 2012, tragedy struck. A pickup truck collided with Z while he was running across the street. Severely injured, he wound up on the intensive care unit, fighting for his life. Would he ever recover enough to perform again? He was already a household name in Thailand as a pop idol and sex symbol following the success of his first album. Now there were fears that he might never take to the stage. Nevertheless, Z fought back to health, not only performing but continuing to enjoy sports from boxing to basketball, swimming and wakeboarding. In 2013, Z released his popular second album, Believe, celebrating love and resilience. Today, Fuarin has a net worth of $26 million. And he is not only in the top three tomboy influencers, but also makes the list of the top three most famous Thai Muslims too. You can watch a mini documentary with glamour shots of Fuarin and his family, interview clips and his music videos by joining our Patreon, Irish Lives Remembered at patreon.com and read more extraordinary tales of the Irish in the Far East in issue 58 of Irish Lives Remembered magazine. For his resilience against adversity, positive spirit and glamorous contributions to trans visibility, Fuarin Keenan is a true diamond of the diaspora. Until next time, shine bright like a diamond and happy Pride Month. Mm-hmm.
you've done it again. Another one. Out of the park. You're claiming this one is your favourite now? <laughs> well, I mean, it was a good one. What can I say? I like them all, but this, yeah, it was a brilliant story. I love how varied the stories of the Irish diaspora are, and I think that you really showcase that well, and that's why I always look forward to this segment because of it. So thank you, and um, well done. <laughs> you are very welcome. It's really one of those subjects that you don't think about, like, you know, until... Mm you think you kind of have an idea of it and then if someone actually starts talking about it or you know makes you think about it like beyond the preconceived notions you have of it you realize how little you actually know mm-hmm. and um i love that we can do such a variety of stories mm-hmm. and it's all part of the irish experience it's all part of the irish diaspora experience and i suppose that if we can advocate because i know that in thailand there's still a ways to go in terms of rights and acceptance Mm -hmm. in same-sex marriage and and things like that so obviously ireland having been one of the first countries in the world to vote in same-sex marriage by like public vote that by the people yeah Yeah. be first if we could stand in solidarity with i suppose our lgbtq family in thailand irish or thai Mm. you know or, or whatever I mean, you make a good point. One point I would certainly make is that LGBT rights are very connected to democratic rights. Yes. Absolutely. You have to have free speech to advocate. You have to have uh, democracy in order to advance the civil rights of LGBT people. Mm -hmm. And we see this very clearly in Thailand because at the moment there is a lot of hope after the 2023 elections Mm -hmm. that the Move Forward party will be able to bring in a lot of democratic reforms. There is some fear that there could be another military coup. There have already been 19 military coups in Thailand's history. And that has been what has really created a society where, in many ways, the LGBT community's visibility in culture and their acceptance in culture is as advanced or more advanced than our own. Mm -hmm. But in law, they don't yet have the same rights. And do you think that the term ladyboy, do you think mm-hmm. that it's become almost like when the LGBT community reclaimed the word queer and, you know, was kind of like, we're actually going to use this as a positive affirmation of what we are mm-hmm. and we're going we're to express ourselves through this in a positive way. Do you think that that's what they've done culturally in Thailand with the term? Or yeah, I mean, the term in Thailand is kathoi. Okay. So it's really a question of the tourists who came over at a time before there even were trans women in the West, or at least before trans women were visible in the West, acknowledged Mm -hmm. in the same way, exactly. So they came over and saw this public, visible acceptance of the existence of trans women Mm. and also, you know, drag queens and that entire subculture. And they didn't really know what to call it except Ladyboy. But that's then became uh, adopted and, as you say, reclaimed. Do we have a better, like a closer translation of the original Thai word now? Or? Well, Kathui is closer to the idea of third gender or third sex. Right. So that when you say transgender, there is an implication of a full transition to the gender that the Still person feels they a binary. are. So Kathui, there is an idea of people outside of the binary within that. Mm. But I don't know if it's quite equivalent to what we imagine as non-binary either again it's where you divide the spectrum i think we definitely have something to learn from the thai community in thai language Mm. there with that acceptance of something beyond the binary Uh you know i think that we can be quite limited sometimes in our approach to things because 
we have these predefined boxes and if you're not in one fine you can be in the other but we're gonna you know it's gonna have to be one of them well that's actually something i saw in an interview on youtube with fuarin keenan where uh-huh. uh fuarin said that although he now feels himself to be a man and he is living as a man yet he still kind of doesn't see the point of the boxes we have in sexuality and gender mm. it says you know there should be room for everyone to just express themselves naturally yeah absolutely it's a whole spectrum of interconnected ideas there's all mm. these moving parts like it really it's the is. spectrum exactly yeah. i think one of the things that trying to find you can see we've been struggling to find words to exactly convey the thai concepts yeah and i think that's a good reminder for us you know that when you see that another culture is dividing things up differently and labeling it differently it reminds you that our own labels are a little bit arbitrary mm. you know that there is a human experience that we're kind of jamming it into particular boxes yeah to yeah. make it fit and when you're approaching history everything you're seeing is through the lens of your current understanding of the society you live in of the terminology that you're using so when you're talking about an ancient text that's word translates to family that concept could be something radically different to our current understanding of family and so we have to try and ascertain that understanding you mm-hmm. know and recognize that we are limited with our own not limited but we are situated within our own inherent bias and that's just mm. a lot of people talk about the negative things that that can do but i think the important thing to remember is it's part of a shared identity a collective memory that is mm-hmm. something that creates that that shared experience and that mm. shared commonality between all of us who identify as irish or identify as irish connected and it shouldn't be seen as something that's inherently bad because it's not it just is what it is mm-hmm. and understanding it and being aware of it is important but you know it doesn't mean that we have to try and obliterate it because i mean that's also technically impossible mm-hmm. but where's the fun in that like i like being irish well you know? i mean we are talking about the diaspora now and the diaspora have had that experience they are people who emigrated from ireland and then discovered in some ways their attachment to their homeland and to their own country through being in a different culture through suddenly realizing oh it doesn't have to be this way it's not just yeah. natural this culture does things differently and to some of them they assimilated into the culture mm-hmm. of the foreign country they were in to others they held on to their own identity or some kind of combination of the two yeah. and that's part of the diaspora experience is that once you enter a new culture that gives you choice yes. suddenly you have two different cultural ways of seeing the world and you can choose which mm. one you identify with it really does open things up mm. and i completely agree with that because i was telling bridget earlier a story about one of my first experiences of understanding that, that inherent bias in our understanding of history and mm. the creation of a narrative of history mm. and it was when i was eight years old and i went from living in england and learning about queen elizabeth to living in ireland and learning about queen elizabeth and let me tell you they are two very different <laughs> accounts of the same event which was obviously the plantations and it was mind-blowing to eight-year-old me i was sitting there being like hang on a minute hang on a minute i thought she was good queen bessie i thought she was amazing i thought everyone loved her 
And then I'm coming here and I'm hearing these stories about her displacing everyone. But I thought that her giving land to the soldiers was a good thing because she was providing for her people. But now they're saying it's not because other people got hurt. And then it was just like my brain couldn't quite handle it. But I always had that fascination then with like, I used to be the worst for playing devil's advocate because of it. Someone would say, mm. well, this is what happened. And I'd be like, but is it though? Is it really what happened? Would everyone agree with you? And then everyone would always be like, you know, kind of we're talking about the introduction of the tractor into agricultural society in 20th century Ireland, like Caitlin, calm down. And I'd be like, but is it? Is it though? <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it, it is fascinating. Well, I think it's an interesting issue with Fuaren as well, because Fuaren is not just someone who has made the transition to living as a man, but is also a Thai Muslim in a mostly Buddhist country with a Caucasian Irish father and with an Indonesian mother. So I really wonder, also as a student of humanities and journalism, how much Fuaren's view of the world has been shaped by being a kind of outsider in so many different dimensions. Like you said, you saw an interview where he's Mm. talking about not understanding why we need to put people in these boxes. Mm -hmm. And I suppose when you come from such a diverse background, your lived experience is one of consistent opposition to the the labelling. On so many different dimensions. It's like the classic experience of the Irish diaspora of making this crossing into another culture, but squared and on every different dimension. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Hats off. Absolutely. I'm going to go and suss out his Instagram now. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of glamour shots. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that I really enjoyed learning about where Irishness can connect with another cultural identity and benefit from the opening, like you said, of that expression, understanding, things like that, Mm -hmm. because I think it's a powerful example of how fusion of cultures can be a positive thing, because as much as we've progressed in Ireland and the fact that we're the first country in the world to vote in same-sex marriage equality by a popular vote by the people is one of the things I'm like most proud of Mm -hmm. as an Irish person. It's been a very, very fast movement from where we were 10, 20 years ago. 20 years ago is a very different story in Ireland. Mm. I mean, it's only 30 years of it not being a criminal act to be gay in Ireland. And if we had that kind of openness, Mm -hmm. I think that things could have been better for people a lot sooner. But I am so proud that we've come so far so quickly. Uh, But I suppose we're nowhere near done. And... I just respect and I look to positive examples like this that we can hopefully learn from. You know, Laverne Cox, the transgender actress in yes. America. Yes. Uh, she said, although she doesn't like to see herself as a role model, she would like to see herself as a possibility model. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. So I think then for Fuarin Keenan, Fuarin Keenan is at a level beyond as far as the celebration of his trans masculinity in Thailand compared to what we currently have. But we can look to Fuarin from Ireland as a possibility model. Yeah, because that's the end goal, isn't it? Is So he's not a trans celebrity. He's a celebrity Mm -hmm. who is trans. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Bridget. That was amazing. 
Finally, on the 7th of July, to commemorate 30 years since the decriminalisation of homosexuality in Ireland, slightly overdue, we will be publishing an article which profiles Hilton Edwards and Michal McLeamore, the most famous gay couple of mid-20th century Ireland, and their founding role in the Gate Theatre, which discovered Orson Welles and gave him his first theatrical experience and launch to stardom. Their lifelong love affair spanned 50 years, and they were given the freedom of the city of Dublin in recognition of their achievements. More about that on the 7th. Can't wait.